and welcome back to another episode of Two Smoking Microphones podcast. Um, I don't have anything to say. Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Harry. Hello. Hello, welcome back. Um, I always start so loud and then I just <laughs> slow down. Start so loud and then slowly get quieter. Yeah. Hello, people listening, and hello, Harry. Hey, Connor. How you doing, buddy? I'm alive. That's good enough. I feel that, and I relate. No, we hope you're all. We hope you're all well. Welcome back, episode fourteen, fifteen. Fuck if I know. Um, <laughs> uh, fifteen. Get yeah. up right now. Yeah, it's fifteen. Episode fifteen. Look at us on episode fifteen. That's cool. That's nice. Technically, going for sixteen weeks. Well, oh, seventeen because yeah. we skipped a week. Oh yeah, of course we did. And yeah, we, that was my fault. And we had some extras, like, like the extra episodes as well. We did, we did all six episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You can go and listen to those right now. Um, yes, you can. And, and Wonder Vision. We did some of Wonder Vision. We did like three episodes. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Uh, but we did review the entire series, which you can also go and listen to. I don't know why we're talking about that now. Um, but yeah, no, they have to. They have to leave this episode. Go back and listen to our full catalog, and then come back. No, don't do that. Um, just listen from now on. <laughs> yeah, but again, yeah, no. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for for jumping on today's podcast. We got quite a got a few things to talk about today. Yeah, like <laughs> we've got uh, we've got some news. We're going to be recapping um, the Bad Batch episodes three, four, and five, yeah. and then we've got a couple of couple of trailers to talk about that came out this week. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's just jump straight into it, Connor. You got any news, mate? You got anything you wanna you wanna share with me? You wanna share with the world? No, um, <laughs> but I do have this deadline article open because obviously we were talking about this before the podcast about how there have been some release date changes around. Um, yes, that is very correct. An untitled Marvel movie has moved from October seventh of twenty twenty two to October sixth of twenty twenty three. That's um, gotta be Blade. I feel like that's Blade. Maybe. Fantastic Four. Yeah, no. But, also, could be Fantastic Four. But I Four. think it's more that they've. It's not necessarily that it's the specific film. It's also that I don't think they're just not going to use that release date anymore. Obviously, yeah. No. They've realised, yeah. oh, okay, we're not going to have something done for that release date. So that means instead of five MCU movies next year, we're getting four. Which, which is, is still which is fucking fine. hell of a lot. No, which is fine. It's still like the most I think for an MCU year. Well, I mean, there's what three this year. Yep. Um, that's that's mad that it's free this year, and we're already in like we're about to start June. Yeah. And as and Dis- <clears throat> Disney have also scrubbed a 20th century untitled movie off of a November 10th, 2023 release date, and replaced it with a Marvel movie. Oh, um, maybe that's 20th century. They they got rid of a 20th century movie and replaced it with a Marvel movie. Oh, I wonder what that would have been. That's um, interesting. Well, it's just 20th century. It could have been anything. Like, anything that's produced under the, the old Fox banner, you know? Like, <clears throat> could have been, like, Kingsman or something. Could be, but there's... But it could be it, it could be absolutely anything. Like, it doesn't mean, mean it's like, oh, it could have been an X-Men film or something like that. It could have been absolutely anything. Like it, yeah, no, that's... It could, have, it could have been some Fox Searchlight film, like some indie movie. Not indie, but, you know, like, Oscar bait movie or something. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. What? Gambit. <laughs> They're never making Gambit ever. They are. I believe in Channing Tatum. Um, 
They're never making Gambit just like they're never making that Uncharted movie. Come on, we all saw that first image. Looks nothing like an Uncharted movie. It just looks like Tom Holland and it looks like fucking the Italian. It might as well be the Italian job too. Um, (laughs) Going into trailers, I don't know if you watched this one. I just watched it because it was one of the first ones that came up. But there's a film called Infinite with Mark Wahlberg coming out on Paramount streaming service. Yes, no, I saw that. Um, um, And the trailer literally just looks like it's like some random like action movie setting, but they've just thrown normal Mark Wahlberg in. It looks like that's that's what Mark Wahlberg looks like in the Uncharted image. It just looks like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he Mark Wahlberg is not fit to play Sally. No, he's I'm not. sorry. I saw someone do um if they were to have made it as an as their older characters, like, you know, if, like if it took place after the games, for example. Yeah. Um, the casting I saw obviously everyone says Nathan Fillion, obviously. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. But then for Sully, uh, William Hurt yeah, actually. When I saw that picture, fucking... I was like, that's perfect. The thing about the uh, Mark Wahlberg... I'll get back to this thing in a minute. But the thing about the uh, Marvel... Marvel? The thing about uh, Mark Wahlberg, Uncharted, uh, his look as Sully, uh, is that he looks nothing like him because he doesn't dress like him. He doesn't have the moustache. It's like... Is this Sully at all? Like, If he dressed like him, like, it at least looks a little bit... It could look a little bit like the younger Sully that we see in Uncharted 3. Yeah, but then I, th- I think there was a picture released of him with a mustache. Well, he released mustache. a video on his Instagram, I think, about, and it was after production, though. Oh, yeah, I have a feeling that it's just going to one scene at the end. It'll like, cut forward like six months, and he's just got one. Yeah. And he's like, hey, look, I'm Sully, and you're now properly Nathan Drake. Mm. It's going to be bad. Oh. Yeah, it's not going to be good, is yeah, it? I want good. it to be. I really want it to be good, but... Yeah, it's not going to be a good film, is it? It's going to be a bad film. Um... But this is also just going back to this, like the uh, 20th century film being moved from November 10th, 2023, and being replaced with a Marvel movie. Um, that means there's going to be a Marvel movie October 2023 and a Marvel movie in November 2023. Jesus! Like, I know they're doing it like close with some close release dates next year as well. Like, I think we're getting a February and March film next year. We are. I think so. Well, yeah, March is March is Doctor Strange. I may be thinking different dates, but um, De- apparently Deadpool. Right? Dire- Sorry, I just saw this. Apparently, the Deadpool director doesn't think Deadpool three needs an R rating in the MCU. I mean, that's fair. I think it. But then it probably. I mean, which Deadpool director they did they ask? I'm not clicking on the article because I don't care. It's um, it's. Is it Tim Miller? So 2022. Oh no! So no, 2022. You've got Doctor Strange in. Okay, no, March. that's fine. There, there, I think there was at some point meant to be a film in February. I think you're. I think you're not far off. To be fair, yeah. Um, but then I think I'm also thinking like there's because Ant Man and the Wasp is February 2023. But yeah, it doesn't necessarily matter. But it's, it's very still quite close together. Aren't oh they? yeah, they're very close together. But um. I think films are going to start getting shorter release date release windows in cinemas now because obviously with what they're doing with the um, with like uh, Shang Chi and stuff like that, how it's going to get like a specific window where it's released in cinema and then it'll probably go to streaming. Yeah, the forty five the forty five day release window is 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 quite a shocking move to say at least. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you were a kid and you'd go and see 
a film, anything, even fucking like, I remember going to see Star Trek Into Darkness, right? And then being like, oh, I can't wait to watch that on TV and then on DVD in like eight months' time because hmm. that's how long it took for it yeah, to it actually. It used to feel so long before a film came out again. I think it was also because we were kids and time just felt longer, but it did used to yeah, take and... a long time. Like maybe not as long as it felt because sometimes it'd feel like a whole year before a film would be out on DVD, but it was probably just a year until you got it because you were so young you didn't really always have the perception <laughs> that things... I mean, true. It's like, you knew that if you went to go see a film... If I went to go see a film for my birthday in June, mm. um, it's my birthday coming up in two weeks, listeners, thank you. Oh, no, no, when this comes out, it'll be a week. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, that means there'll be an episode on my birthday. Oh, great. Anyway, when... Yeah, if I went to go see a, um, a film in June, I knew that I wouldn't then watch it until, like, Christmas Day. Like, start, I went to go see the first Star Trek... Um, for my birthday and I think it was just before my birthday and then the DVD didn't come out until Christmas mm-hmm. whereas now you'll go see a film and it comes out like two months after it's like oh it's the, feels, the Blu-ray feels like that. not with big films obviously like because like for Avengers Endgame obviously had a very long release window in cinemas yeah. and then it felt like it was a little bit before it came out on Blu-ray and stuff like that yeah Um, but don't you say you feel like it was forever when you were younger go back to like the people that went to watch Star Wars in 1977, and then they probably didn't see that film again for nearly 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's insane, isn't it? Like, back then it was, the films were released in cinemas, and then you'll maybe see them on TV someday. But that was because that was back before, like, VHSs were a thing. Yeah. But yeah, we got to consider ourselves I re- lucky. <laughs> I remember my, yeah, I remember my, growing up, my nan, this is related to Star Wars, growing up, my nan's, and she'd have... She had the original Star Wars and even the the prequels up until like episode two, I think, on VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember always going to hers and rewinding it and playing it and rewinding it and playing it. And it's scary to think now you can just literally just click an app and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, that world's better. That now. was reminiscent. That was reminiscent corner. The world's better now, except for you know global warming and the Nazis are back. Um. <laughs> and the pandemic oh shit yeah the pandemic you know what I'm so used to the pandemic I forgot it was a thing is, it, a is, I, I... is it weird that like the thought of actually the world going back to normal is kind of like anxiety inducing now <laughs> no honestly like because I, I I worked like you know for a year and then I, I recently went back to the, my office where I work in Soho in London about like I want to say six to eight weeks ago and I remember going just being full of anxiety because I was like this is it's, it's like I wasn't used to it it was so weird and then I remember leaving work yesterday and London is now pretty much it just again because I was like is, is the world coming back to normal like, I don't even know if I'm ready yet it's very weird brief thing on everything you just said um your mic cut out loads of times so i didn't hear half of that uh just uh it was just me talking that cut it out. was just it me cut, it cut out again like oh what the fuck it keeps yeah it keeps cutting out in the middle of sentences are you like pulling away from it the mic no i didn't touch it no i mean pulling away from it as in you physically moving away from it as you're speaking, oh, like, maybe some, mic- just some microphones, yeah, don't like will cut out sometimes if you're too far away, even though it can still yeah. pick you up. 
Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna physically hold it up to me. How's this? I mean, yeah, it's fine. Um, just hopefully it doesn't cut out. But yeah, like half of that what you just said was cutting out. I think we should keep all this in. Okay. No one's gonna understand what you were saying most of the time. But yeah, they were gonna get caught the gist of it. But there was like a whole bit where I was like, I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> I mean, I could say again, it, just, it wasn't that interesting. It was just, you know, I was just saying about how I returned to the office a few weeks ago, and and it, it feel it filled you with a sense of anxiety to to have to go back to the office, mm-hmm. go back to London. Yeah. And now, like yesterday, I left I left work and London was was heaving. It was rammed and it was like it was back to normal. And it, again, it like you said, it fills you with that sense of anxiety almost because it's. It is the world, in essence, starting to come back to normal, yet we are in the middle of this... Yeah. This well, major pandemic. There's a vaccine. <laughs> true, true. I've got my, I've got, actually got my second jab in two weeks. I'm, in, I'm, I'm apparently in the bracket of young people that the government doesn't think deserve to have vaccines because no one's tried to suggest I get one. I know I can try and organise it all myself, but, like, effort... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got, I literally just got a text from NHS. And at first I was like, this isn't real. And then I clicked on it and I was like, oh shit, this is real. Considering it's been so long since I um, went to the doctors for something, they probably don't think I exist. No, they have to. I had COVID. <laughs> Did you? Yes. Beginning of the year. Shit, you I literally, did. I literally got it at the same time as my grandma who died of COVID. <laughs> Fuck! No, I forgot. I knew. I never remembered your grandma had it, but I couldn't remember. No, if you we had all it. we all got it. Me, my yeah. mum, and my grandma all got it at the same time. I was bedridden for a week. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like bad, no, I but remember... I could. I had no energy. <laughs> no, no, I remember you texting me now because I remember texting you to see if you were all right. Um, and you were just like, look, not to be not to be mean, but I I haven't even got the energy to even pick up my phone. And I was like, that's fair. Yeah, no energy. It was terrible. Um, Look, if you listen to this, please, please, when you're offered, please get your vaccine. Please. Unless you're uh, young people and the government don't want to give you the vaccine because they want to blame you for the pandemic getting worse. Sorry, my, that's, that's, my just my hot, is, that's just my hot take about the Conservatives. <laughs> right, my thing is, right, and we will move on in a minute, but my thing is, I know I know some people that I'm friends with on like Facebook or I follow on like, people I know on social media... And they're very active in not getting the vaccine, right? And you know what? If that's their opinion, that's their opinion. But they're they're very much saying to people, "Oh, if you're a vaccine, you know, you're stupid. You need to be, you fully need to be doing like not getting it." It's like, no, don't, no. Harry, shut why you, up. Why do you know anti-vaxxers? Oh, I can't really. I can't. They're like distant relatives. Oh, okay, they're relatives. Of course, it makes sense. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a really hard one. But look, if anyone's listening, even if family's listening, please just get the fucking vaccine. <laughs> if Do it for me. If Do it for your relative. If anyone's listening, white people be crazy. <laughs> no, but sorry, I completely. Yeah, it's it, the shift feels so long already. Even though I was flying by, so I completely forgot that you had COVID. Like, maybe again, that might be one of the because you develop antibodies through having it as well okay <laughs> so if anything you're like a superhero i mean i'm not it's fine um anyway 
thanks to our conversation from last week, this, uh, Marvel decided to tell us all that Oscar Isaac was cast as uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, and it was all thanks to us as well. Yeah, it was all because we, we spoke about it, and then it happened. We spoke about it, and um, Kevin Feige actually listens to this podcast. Yeah, he does. Hi, we've, we've, got, we've actually got him coming on in a couple of weeks. We do, yeah. That's actually really, I'm really excited about that. Um, hello, Mr. Feige. Hope you're, hope you're well. Hope you're having a great day. Yeah, when am I getting a um, job? <laughs> and then uh, we were just like, look, you know, we want to we wanna have this, like, hot scoop. And he was like, you know what? I'll do it for you, boys. So, yeah, thank you very much, Mr. Feige. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, mate. But, yeah, Oscar Isaac is uh, confirmed for Moon Knight. We, I mean, look, we all knew it, but it's nice to actually have an official confirmation. Yes, finally. But obviously because it's like been filming and stuff like that, so they kind of need to tell us. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna, yeah, we've, that makes we've sense. all figured it out. It was just a matter of like, let's just fucking tell them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's just like, it's, I'm surprised they waited this long to yeah. officially come out. I don't, like, I don't get oh, what, yeah, you're right. I don't get what the process is behind. Maybe they forgot. They were like, oh, wait, we didn't actually tell them. <laughs> everyone's been talking. That wouldn't of, surprise me. Everyone's know. been talking about Oscar Isaac as, as Moon Knight, but it's not because of us telling them. It's because of some random article that people are like, he's being cast. <laughs> no, they, they, they all just look at like Feige and a group of, sorry, Mr. Feige, I'm going to make a joke about you now. But uh, they're all in like a board meeting, just talking about stuff to announce when they're releasing stuff and like trailers and stuff. They're all looking at each other, going, "Did we? Uh, did we actually announce Oscar Isaac? Because they already know, but I don't actually know if we actually did it." And then someone's like, "No, sir, we, we, we didn't." It's like, "I'll just get him to fucking take a picture. <laughs> just take a picture of his forehead and his eyes with a with a massive moon knight board behind him. Yeah, they'll get the gist. Because because I love that. What comic book? I I I, lo- I, lo- I love it and I hate it at the same time. But it's every when po- comic book like actors when the actors like are always like, yeah, I've been reading all the comics and everything. I'm re- really into it. It's like yeah, because they're paying you to. <laughs> yeah, I mean you do get, you do get some actors that are genuinely like no, I genuinely. Some people do like yeah. I mean for example, the only actor I can think of falling in love with something that he didn't need to fall in love with was apparently Bill Nye is a huge Pokemon fan now. Is he really? <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he has like some like uh Pokemon collectible things in his house now and stuff like that. And apparently there's some, also, also... the stuff from the set they used because obviously he played some rich guy in the Pokemon film. Um there's apparently there's something there like a bust of something that he has now in his house. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, That's appar- fucking sick. Apparently he just he fell in love with Pokemon, even played some of the games and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, but no, it's not even just him. Like I was thinking of, like even you get stars like like Tom Holland was a massive Spider-Man fan well, growing up. He's also he, and then also. Have... I mean, I just want to just touch on that. Also, also he's basically the same age as us, and we're all massive Spider-Man fans. Of course, he's a Spider-Man fan. Yeah, true. <laughs> he grew up. But then you've got people like when Brie Larson was cast as Captain Marvel. Okay, yes, obviously she was paid. She had to go and do the research, but you can tell that she was genuinely falling in love with the comics. Yeah, and she's also like a massive. A massive like gamer and, and I say massive. I mean, comic book fan. Ma- ma- massive gamer. She plays a- Animal Crossing and a bit of Fortnite. <laughs> well, look, we love Brie Larson. Oh no, we do. We're not Brie Larson haters. No, I'm absolutely not. I I adore that woman. So, <laughs> um, if you're a Brie Larson hater, what are you doing with your life? Think yeah. about that. No, if if I I let let them keep hating her. She's, she's living rent free in their heads. <laughs> 
Um, my, that's actually, yeah. My favourite thing is uh, someone being like, oh my god, Elizabeth Olsen reads the comics when she, in an interview she was asked, I'd love to adapt the House of M storyline. It's like, yeah, because it's the most popular Scarlet Witch story. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the, as soon as you think of Scarlet Witch, that's the one you think about, it's, to be fair. Yeah, so it's kind of the thing that like they tell them buzzwords as well. For, like They say, okay, if you're asked this question, say this. Um, but speaking of Marvel casting, actually, um, Christopher McDonald. Um, oh yeah, who Happy Gilmore, he Phil played, and Louise. Yeah, he played he played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, he has been cast in a major role in uh, Marvel's Secret Wars, um, and they're also saying that he could possibly sharpen other things, sharpen other things, which is very exciting. It's funny because he looks so old now, and I looked at him at first, and I was like, is that? Is that shit, McGavin? <laughs> See, I knew him from Spy Kids. Fuck's sake! I, I've always, he's shit, McGavin. He eats pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, I film so well, good. I don't remember it. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Yeah, I might have to rewatch it. It's to be fair. such a good film, Happy Gilmore. It's so funny. Cole Weathers isn't it? Is he really? Yeah, he plays the golf instructor with one hand. Oh, I love that. Oh, I need to rewatch it now. <laughs> um, but from from one cinematic universe to another. Actually, okay. I uh, sorry. I, I we'll do that. I just uh, I watched a video recently. You know when people like cut like trailers for films like in different styles. Oh yeah. Someone did a Happy Gilmore trailer, but it's a horror movie, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a really good video. <laughs> I love those kind of things. They're all fucking great. Yeah, it's really, it's pretty good video. There's been, a, there's been a lot in the style of um, Snyder's Justice League trailer, <laughs> but like for loads of different things. Fair enough. Um, but you said from one cinematic universe to another. Well, yes. Uh, now, in 2019, there was a film that Connor loved. Right, I mean, he loved this film. He never stopped speaking about it, and that was a uh, Joker with. Joaquin Phoenix and directed by Todd Phillips. You say like I hate well, the film. Right? I didn't hate the film, but <laughs> I, I swear we had a whole conversation at Comic Con about how much you hated that film. I don't hate it. I just think there's a lot to it that's not great. No, no I don't hate well, the film at all. I think it's a decent movie. I think Joaquin Phoenix is incredible in it. But yeah, no, it's there's some points the film are making that I just was a bit like iffy on. But yeah. It's all right. It's not bad. Well, this this will excite you then. Todd Phillips, who directed the first film, has signed on to co-write, not to direct, but to co-write the sequel, Whoa. as reported by the Hollywood Reporter. Woo! Which is exciting. Two Joker, boo. too furious. I said woo. Two, oh, two you said jo- boo. Two Joker, too furious. Two Joker, too furious. Fucking hell! Why do we need a sequel to oh. that film? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I t- how would they do a sequel to Joker? Like, what would they focus on? Him being the Joker? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. Actually, that's not a bad shout. Some more just harassing Bruce Wayne at a gate. I'd watch that for two hours. <laughs> Got another talk show and shoot someone in the fucking head. Mm. Yeah, that film was fine. They, we asked, why, why are you giving us a, a Joker sequel? And they answered, you get what you fucking deserve. Jesus, 
But um, moving on, speaking of this is kind of linked to the Joker as well. But did you see? Did you hear what Snyder said about um, Man of Steel? No. He said originally, uh, Man of Steel was going to take place in the same universe as the Dark Knight. I mean, um, because obviously Christopher Nolan. That was always mentioned when it was coming out anyway, because obviously no, they asked Nolan to do it, didn't they? I think so, yeah. But um, yeah, Snyder came out in an interview with oh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been with Collider, and he basically said that it was it was quite heavily talked about that they were going to have Joseph Gordon-Levitt reprise his role from Dark Knight Rises and mm-hmm. become Batman in Man of Steel slash Man of Steel Two, Phenomenal. before then moving on and giving it to Ben Affleck and doing a kind of different thing. Um. And you know what? Now they've said it, I would have quite liked to see that. I mean, I like Ben Affleck. I like, I like, I like Batfleck. But um, I, w- I would have quite liked to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the role. Frankly, mm. I'm here or there on that. That was all weird. What do you think of of Nolan directing The Man of Steel? Do you reckon he could have done it well? Probably, but. I don't know. I don't know if his filmmaking style fits Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's... Yeah, no, I do get you. But then again, sometimes it feels like Zack Snyder's filmmaking style doesn't fit Superman, so... Yeah, well, though, I don't hate Man of Steel. I rewatched it at some point this year, and I... I, don't hate... I mean, we spoke about it. I don't hate it, I just don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> yeah, I think Henry... I mean, like we said, Henry Cavill's great as... A great fit for the role. Yeah, better material, he'd be even better, but Yeah. Yeah, it's not a terrible yeah, film, sure. it's just not yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel that. Unfortunately we have no knives out cast out this week. No knives out cast out, I'm afraid. But we do have other casting news, but it's just not knives out cast out. Um so let's start with this one. The last of us uh, the HBO series that mm. starts filming, I want to say in July. Apparently, it's going to be like a like a seven to eight month filming. Yeah, which is mad. Um, for those that have played the first game, the Marlene voice actress uh, Merle Dandridge um, is going to reprise her role from the game in the TV show, um, okay. which is pretty good. She's very good in the role. Marlene, for those that don't know, is uh, quite a central character to. Uh, well, yeah, she's yeah, she's quite a central character to the first Last of Us game. Um, she's in like the first act and the final act, but not really present in the middle act. Mm. Um, but this is also quite interesting because this is the first casting for this that they've taken directly from the game. Yeah. Apart from that, all the other casting is is completely new. You know, like Pedro Pascal, Bill yeah, Ramsey, yeah. uh, Gabriel Luna. This yeah. is this is the first one. They're taking directly from the game, and you know what? I think I, I, like I said, she's really good in the first game. Um, I am really excited for, as I've said, for this for this show. I'm also very, very, very apprehensive, um, yeah. because the game is is just perfect in every way. But um, yeah, I saw that this week. I thought that was quite exciting. Mm. Yeah, it should be. It's good that they're bringing someone over from the actual. Games they do all that motion capture, so they are they are acting it. So yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the um? They they released the 
clip shortly after the first game come out and in the towards the end of the game um spoiler alert jump ahead two minutes um there's a bit there's a bit where where joel has to save ellie and confronts marlene mm. and um the director said to the marlene to Merle dandridge she, he went you just need to sing he went sing your line but he didn't tell like troy baker or any of the other oh, cast yeah, members yeah, i've seen that yeah so good, so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, really funny. Um, next bit of casting news. I've got two more bits of news. Um, Wonka, Willy Wonka. Oh yeah, I saw that. The famous chocolate tear, Willy Wonka, uh, is going to be played by Timothy Chalamet. Um, in the did prequel. You, did you say Chalamet or Chalamet? Whatever one's right is Chal- what I said. Chalamet, yeah. Sick, that's what I said. Timothy. Um, he's, yeah, he's going to be playing Wonka in the film titled Wonka. Uh, what I didn't know, though, is the director of Paddington, Paul King, is directing this. Um, yeah, but do we need it? You know. So, that'll be fun. But do we we don't it? need a Wonka film. No. 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 I, I honestly don't know why they're making it. But... You know, apparently Donald Glover was once considered for the role as well. Oh, he'd be great. He'd be wicked. Said they went with the white boy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, Timothy Chalamet actually gets a lot of shit, I think, from some people. Like, just, but he's because everyone's like, oh, he's, he keeps me, he's showing up in everything. It's like, yeah, because he's a really good actor. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a great actor. He's brilliant in um, Little Women. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him in uh, in Dune this year. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Dune, just to see it. Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah, no, same. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for that. I, I remember, like, I read the book last year, thinking I was going to see it last year, and then a fucking pandemic happened. I had God the damn you, pandemic. I had the time to read the book, but then I also realised that I'd rather just experience the film as a thing. That's fair. I mean, I you think... know, if I if I'm like, I mean, I, I was genuinely interested in reading the book, but then I also. It's like the same with Invincible. It's like I want to read the comic, but I also want, don't want to then know what's going to happen in the show because I do prefer things in a visual medium, medium rather than. I mean, it is a comic, so it is a visual medium. But you know what I mean, like. Well, maybe, maybe see that because the 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 book is split into two parts, hmm. so maybe maybe see Dune and then read the first part of the book. Um, I'm very. See if you get into it. I, I'm very like bad at actually going back and reading books after watching films because then it's like I've seen the film, the book's just not. Then I'm tr- just thinking, picturing the film too much. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fair. It's like why I've never read like I. You remember I like I had the Force Awakens novelization. Yes, and I got like yes, halfway yes, through it before I was like, I've seen this film, I don't need to read this book. <laughs> Yeah, that's, no, diff- I do that's get a different what you mean. matter because it's like you know this is based on a book, so it's different. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday. Um. But yeah, I'm more excited for doing than Wonka. But you know, I'm sure we'll cover Wonka if we have nothing to talk about that week when it comes out. Just because I feel like if we tried to make that's just I have a question, but um, just because I feel like we'd make if we made this a topic, I feel like it would just be waffle and we wouldn't go very far. But are there are there any books you've read that you'd like to see as a film? Oh, um, 
I'm sure I could think of a couple to be fair. Or like and there's even adapted into a show or something like that if it doesn't if you feel like it wouldn't fit a film. I have, there's a couple of books that that like for example there's one book that was a tie, like a tying to a show but right. the concept of the book would have made a great episode in that show or even just a a, a film or episode of something. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like there's books like that um What's what's the book? Or it's it's well it's primeval. Oh, <laughs> um, and it's called the it's called the Lost Island, and I remember reading it when I was about fourteen, and I've read it like four times, um, and, and just the concepts the concept of it I found really interesting. It was it was very much like a survival survival story. Yeah, um, but with dinosaurs. Right. And I, I remember, I remember reading it, going, "Oh, this would make either a great episode, but this is also just a great concept for something. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be this product." Fair enough. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, just, I haven't read a lot of. I to be honest, I haven't read a lot of books that aren't like related to other things. Most of the books I've read are Star Wars, but um, one and the Gunslinger, um, which was adapted into a film technically. <laughs> yeah. True. Um. But one book I've read that's I really love is um it's the first book in the Tales of the Otori series by Leanne Hearn, and it's called um okay. uh, it's called Across the Nightingale Floor. Like it's the first book, okay. so it's the only one I've read. But it, like that would make a great like film, TV show, animated series kind of thing. Yeah, like it's it's very it's very good. It's a really good book. I think it's like if it doesn't sound like it to do it, it doesn't sound like I'm doing it justice when I say it's simple. But I mean it in the sense that it's so easy to read. Like, there's a lot in it. It's set in a fictional world, but it's like, it's not like high fantasy or anything. It's inspired by ancient like Japan and stuff like that, like feudal Japan and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's such an easy read. It's not a long book, and like I, I could have read it in a night if I didn't, you know, have to sleep. Oh wow! <laughs> when I first read it, but that was it's great. It's a fantastic book. Oh nice! I tell you what, that would make a good topic. <clears throat> Maybe I don't know many. I have, like I said, I haven't read any other like original things. <laughs> yeah, true. You'd have to give us like a year to to read a some stuff. Yeah, I've read one book in the last like year. <laughs> Fucking hell! I don't read much. I'm That's a writer. I, mean... I don't have to read. Don't you have to read what you've written? Yeah, that's the only thing I have to read. Yeah. I don't have to. Would read. Would you? I'm a would you like my very last bit of news? Maybe. Uh, Robin Patterson, did you hear about this? Is he dead? Uh, he's... No. Oh. no he did, signed a first... It. Oh, yeah, 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 a... yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robin Patterson's signed a first look production deal with Warner Brothers New Line Cinema and HBO Max in like a... So he's going to... He's going like, to be star in their films, but also he's going to produce and, yeah. and um, help develop new films and new talent. Um... Yeah. yeah, that's quite a big, quite a big move for him, I think. I mean, it's a move that most actors take. Yeah, true. But it just like, means they get first dibs on him like, if they ever want. Yeah, well, yeah, they get basically. Yeah, it's a production deal, so like anything he wants to make, he'll do it through Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's like um, it kind of gives, but yeah, you know, like, gives hope that he'll he'll reprise Batman yeah. after the first Batman film. Uh, it's like he will, of course he will. Um, so like, so many actors do that though, don't they? Like so many actors produce like. Uh, Denzel Washington produces a lot. Um, Brad, yeah. Brad Pitt produces a lot. 
Like they don't obviously yep. they don't do the producer role themselves. They're executive producers. Yeah. Also, something I was talking I was talking about you know, like the difference between a producer and a director. Just for if we have any younger people that don't know the difference. Obviously, the difference between them is like a producer obviously manages the whole project. You know yep. this anyway, and a director makes the film. Yeah. Um. But for Nomadland, which again I said when I watched it. I said it was. I, I thought it was like. I like it was really good, but it's clearly like an Oscar bait kind of movie. Okay. Yeah, also, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's also trying to say something. Like it's clearly saying something, and it's a really good film. But it's like maybe the hype around it ruined it for me. Um, but the thing I was going to say is that Chloe Zhao, she obviously wrote the film, directed the film, edited the film, and produced the film. Canal. Like she did everything on that film, apart from cinematography. I- I didn't realise that. Oh yeah, she was like she yeah she produced it like Francis McDormand was a producer as well, but she would have been an executive producer. Yeah, like Chloe Zhao was actually the producer, meaning she was managing and film making her own film. Like, <laughs> she's so fucking talented, man. Oh yeah, she is, and she's uh, she was raised in Brighton. <laughs> she really? Yeah, she's from China, but she was raised in Brighton. Oh, I love that. She went to a private school and stuff like that. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, there, well, were, there were well, other there were other producers on it as well, obviously, but like because she would have done it all on her own. But you know, like to be a producer, director, and all that, like all that is kind of that's a lot of work. That's a big workload a, because you're managing loads of work. Yeah, because rather, as you're not just directing the actors, you're managing the crew and stuff like that. Like yeah. you're actually and you're managing the project. You're probably she probably did a lot of like seeking out locations herself, talking to people before filming and stuff like you know. Yeah, for all sure. The, all the sides of filming that we both know, anyway. We don't know it on a large scale. We know it on the small scale that we've done. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I was on on a short my, my a year's worth of a short film. I was producer and Neda, and that 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 was a fucking load of work. So I hate to think of what that would have been like for a, for a feature film, as well as directing, as well as writing. Yeah, and that film what deals, a talent. And it deals with a lot of people, and then she edited it. Insane. So I genuinely think that's the same. She was technically nominated for four Academy Awards, like because she it was direct best director, uh, best film, which is usually goes to the producers. Yeah. Uh, it was nominated for best uh, adapted screenplay and best editing. Yep. But she won. The, it won best director and best film, so she still won two out of the four. But yeah. She could have. She could have potentially walked away with four, like for herself. <laughs> I love that. I genuinely great. love that. Yeah, it's great. Well, well speaking of uh, speaking of Chloe Zhao. Well, I, I know you were about um, to jump to something, but I actually had two other things. I oh, you got some news? Yeah, just two other things I oh, remember. Oh yeah, let's go. Obviously, we spoke about yeah, it, go for we it. spoke about it before the podcast, but uh, MGM were recently purchased for a whopping eight million, eight million, eight billion dollars by Amazon. Eight, mi- Connor, eight million's not a lot of money, mate. Yeah, I, I know, think you, eight billion. You're the one. That, shut up. You said eight million before the podcast. <laughs> I'm letting everyone know. Yeah. <sighs> he got me. He got me, guys. He got me. This is the end. It is my only friend. Um. Yeah. Uh. So cool they're consolidating hollywood even more soon it will yeah, just be massive. two companies yes i mean fair play massive massive move from from amazon 
Yeah. Um, Amazon are obviously they're a massive company already, and they obviously they already produce their own films. But to to take a company like MGM, who have struggled a lot in their in their time. Um, yeah, no, true. Yeah, you it, are right. It does, of course, mean that they all have the, they'll have the rights for James Bond films as well. Yeah, which is in itself is 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 huge. I know the producers have come out and said that that No Time to Die at least will still get a theatrical release. Um, because then yeah, going forward. <laughs> yeah, true. But going forward, yeah, it's uh, quite a big move. Does that mean we'll get more Pink Panther films? I hope so. More Rocky films. Oh, we're getting so much Rocky shit, aren't we? We're yeah, getting we Rocky really are. Like, like anyway, we're getting another Creed. We're getting a Rocky series. Yeah, where he's like, it's all about Rocky growing up. And we're getting a rock a Rocky film where he's like in Mexico or something, right? Right? Was it Mexico? <laughs> I think it's Mexico. Um, does that mean we'll get more Legally Blonde films? There is no, genuinely, there is another Legally Blonde film coming out. I mean, it says to present, so yeah, Legally Blonde 3, 2022. Yeah, I knew that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I um, think I told you that, to be fair. I don't know. I've seen Can it. I say, I watched those films for the first time last year. Not bad. Good for you. Thank you. Are we going to get more Poltergeist films? Probably. Created by Steven Spielberg, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did I ever link you that video I told you about? I did, didn't I? The uh, the Indian Jones one. Yeah, yeah, you have. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but you've linked it to me. Watch it. I will. Oh. <laughs> um, and the other thing, just want to touch upon this. Um. Uh. Give me a second so I can say this right. It's nothing like big news, but it's. It, I thought it was a nice piece of news. Um, so um, Howard University in uh, America renamed its College of Fine Arts after Chadwick Boseman yes I saw that which is a nice tribute yeah that's a really nice tribute and um, uh, uh, Robert Bob Iger Robert it said Robert here Bob Iger you know Disney's executive chairman he's going to lead he's going to do fundraising efforts to build a new facility there and stuff like that Oh wow! So, yeah, they're putting a lot of effort into that. Oh, good. That's nice to hear. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. And I, you know what? That's actually a nice little bit of. Um, Obviously, it's the college he went to. So. Yeah, it's a nice little bit of news to, to end this segment on. Mm-hmm. Before we get crazy. Before we get crazy and take all the drugs. We don't take drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. I mean, if you take any sort of medicine, you're taking drugs, mate. I mean, I take antidepressants, so technically I'm taking drugs. Yeah, the worst kinds of drugs. Drugs that make you happy. Oh, God damn them. <laughs> um, well, moving on, would you... I'm going to give you the choice, Connor. Would you like to do Bad Batch, or should we talk about some trailers? Let's talk about the trailers. Should we do trailers? Okay, so uh, a couple of trailers came out this week. We're gonna we're not going to touch upon them in too much detail. Um, but we thought it'd be nice to 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 mention them. Um, is there any particular one you want to start with? Well, the big one is obviously Eternals, and then there was a couple of little trailers for other films that are coming. <laughs> yeah, so we've got we've got Eternals, we've got Gunpowder Milkshake, Tomorrow War, and Last Night in Soho. Is there another one, or am I? There wasn't five was uh... before you 
mentioned. No, you mentioned Infinite at the start yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, I mentioned Infinite. Right? I wasn't sure if you'd sent five. No, yeah, there's four. Um, let's go with the... Uh, go with what you think is the weakest one. <laughs> oh. In terms of the film you're least... The film you least care about. That's hard, right? Right. Really? So, <laughs> yeah, because the one I'm going to choose, I actually enjoyed the trailer, right? But I know for a fact it will be the weakest film out of the lot of them, right? Yeah. And that's the Tomorrow War. I thought you'd say that one. What were you? What would you have said? That one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, the Tomorrow War, directed by uh, Chris McKay who has worked on the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie. Um, and he's also going to be directing a live-action film about Nightwing. Uh, it stars Chris Pratt, J.K. Simmons, um, amongst other people. Yep. Um, and the premise is, the fate of the futuristic war rests upon one man's abilities to confront the ghosts of his past. Thirty years in the future, humanity is losing to an alien invasion. So to fight back... Scientists develop a way to draft soldiers from the past, which is our present, to fight the war. So it's you know it's an interesting it's an interesting concept. It's... It wasn't always meant to be released. It's been released on Amazon. Yeah. Um, it was meant to have a theatrical release, but um, because a... Sorry, by, yeah. with Paramount Pictures, but because of the pandemic, uh, Amazon acquired the rights, and they're just going to release it on Prime Video. Fair enough. Um. Um, it's such a weird premise, though. It's just like there's going to be a war in the future, but we want you to fight it now. I mean, yeah, that's maybe there'll I be didn't... some sort of revelation in the plot at some point that just like they're all drafted from the past. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, I mean, I didn't hate the trailer. The trailer I found enjoyable. No, yeah, it was um, and fine. And I, you know, I was like, oh, you know what? I, I will, I will stick this on and watch this, and and um, I'm sure I'll have a good time. Um, yeah. It's like an action, as a sci-fi action film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it it also it also confused me a little bit to the point of like halfway through he's like, I've got to I've got to save my daughter and you know stop this war in the future. But then, which I get. But then also, the war might. Well, he happen. then goes back to the. Well, he then goes back to the past. The war's still going to happen. Well, maybe because they know now they it won't happen. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out when we watch the film. But yeah, it's a, it's weird tonally. It does just go from like there's this bigger thing that's happening and then it's suddenly it's all about Chris Pratt wanting to s- save the world. Like it will be- Yeah, it right? Like, like he's yeah. a... Like almost he's... as if he's like the, the, the chosen one in a sort. Which is, you know, it's a common thing in films. It's always going to be, you know, there's always this one hero character. I mean, yeah, he'll be he'll be the one that has to save them all. He'll probably die as well in the film, I would have thought. He probably like sacrifices himself. Maybe. Maybe someone want maybe we want, maybe we want more happy endings in films these days. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It looks alright. It looks fine. That looks harmless. Yeah, I mean, look. You know what? Shot wise and visual effects wise, it looks fantastic. Like it does look. If if um, I manage to watch it before I see any reviews and it's like, uh, I I will watch it. But if I see reviews and it's like bad, I probably won't watch it. That's the, it's that kind of film for me. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, look, we'll probably we'll probably cover it on the podcast but, we'll but yeah I mean we will no, that could we'll, be that week's topic mate. We'll, we'll see don't make me watch bad films but no I mean look I do I like I like 
the premise, but I also think the premise is a little it's a little weird. Bizarre. It's, it's yeah. It it's a weird one to make sense of because of the whole yeah the war's still gonna happen then in your future right <laughs> like yeah that's what I don't get. But then is there a way? Maybe there'll be a way in the film where it's like oh if we stop the war now it actually stop them all together and it's. It just yeah, it I I will hate that. Sense. I would absolutely hate that if that's a plot point. If we win now, it never happens. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> or it'll be something like, oh look, we they find out information that they can then go to the past, like one man star seal, and they just go and kill him at the end of the film. Oh, are you? But then that's like a matter of like that's the same thing as like going back in time and killing Hitler kind of thing. Yeah, true. Like the just, world would be see, drastically different. Yeah, no, it's that it's. Maybe it's the matter of oh now we're gonna give you the technology to win the war back in the part like now you know up. what you have yeah now you know what you have to do when the war starts yeah. kind of thing and it's not a matter of changing their history because obviously the the thing just going touching on the whole going back in time and changing things thing it's like you then it if because time travel is obviously a big topic it's like do you change your own future or do you create a new future for that timeline kind of thing time travel is so complicated in films. Yeah, it's it's, oh yeah, it's already confusing me. We'll see what happens when it comes out. See if it makes sense. Time travel is always a hard thing to get right in films. And you know what? I like Chris Pratt in films. He's not the greatest guy in real life, but he, you know, yeah, in films he's good. He's got his flaws, um, as most people do. Yeah, but you know, I like him as Star Lord, and and I liked him in Jurassic I, World. So I'm sure I like him in this film. Speaking of actors that have their flaws, we forgot to mention one piece of casting news. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I saw that. That that infuriated me. It doesn't. It doesn't infuriate me because it's like it doesn't surprise me. So that's why it doesn't. Um, but Kevin Spacey was cast in an yeah. Italian movie, which is going to be him hunting down a paedophile. Well, uh, someone who was accused of being a paedophile. Yeah, someone who was accused of being a paedophile, like wrongly accused, I think, something like that. I've read something about that. I'm not going to watch that. No, I mean I'm not. It's going to be some crappy Italian movie that he's making because he he obviously he they can't touch him in Italy. He's not been accused of it in Italy. <laughs> so it's the same thing yeah, with Roman Polanski still making films in France despite being convicted of raping a girl. It's <sighs> it's Hollywood. Cancel culture doesn't exist. But anyway, on to um, can we think of a Kevin Spacey segue? Uh, no. no, let me, let me, let me, let me think. I think I've got one. Just trying to, just trying to confirm it. Um, was could you please just was, do some? Could you do some filler like was music? A, was he in a film with uh, any of Paul Giamatti's Sandra O, oh, Carla Gugino? <laughs> um... Literally, that's literally what I'm looking at now, mate. <laughs> um, who was the other actress? Oh, I can't remember her name. Angela Bassett. Uh. Karen Gillan or um yeah uh, you must have done something with Paul Giamatti uh, I'm very good at these things we're going to have one of what are those uh, called what are they called when you're like you're on Wikipedia and you've got to try and find all the links to something oh yeah I know the, yeah I know, I know what you mean I don't know what it's called but I do know what you Let used to play that in uni uh, filmography Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, like I want like a direct link. Like I want the same actor link. That's what I want. 
Um... Oh, didn't I call Giamatti's in Jungle Cruise? Oh yeah, that got a trailer. Yeah. I didn't watch it. That's good. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's not been in any of the any films of any of those actors. No, we can we can do this, Kevin. Spacey. We Are we keeping all this in? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is definitely in. Uh... Uh, Shell. Yeah. Uh, nope. That's Jet Lee. So that's not obviously who I want. Sandra. Is Sandra at home? No, is she in it's that? not. Is I, I got confused. It's not. It's not Sandra. <laughs> oh. I had her on my head because of Invincible. <laughs> and I watched her in something recently. That's why. Um, I don't even want to do the whole when you go to one, go to another, go to another. I want like one link. Right. Got it. Who? Uh, who's, he, who's he been in the just, film I'm with? Still just, still just double checking, just just making sure. I'm just going on IMDb to make sure. If you're uh, wrong, I'll fire you. Spacey. There's a lot on the line. Kevin Spacey. Oh god, it just had a name. Now it's gone. Oh no! Fuck! Right, no, no, no! Fred Claus, carry on. Fred Claus. Right, brilliant. Both so, Kevin Spacey and Paul Giamatti are in Fred Claus. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, Paul Giamatti, speaking of okay, stop. Speaking of Kevin Spacey, he was in the film uh, Fred Claus, which also starred Paul Giamatti, and Paul Giamatti was in a trailer this week also. Was he really? And what trailer was that? Gunpowder Milkshake. <laughs> Oh my god! Is it? It's like we, it's like we didn't even have to research that. <laughs> That's, oh, that was fun. But yeah, that took a full five minutes, and it was worth every minute, every second. That was podcast gold. That should, that should be our first YouTube video. Just that five oh, minutes. Yeah, I don't want to upload a YouTube video of us talking about Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, actually, no. If that's um, a fair point, let's um, carry on with the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about Gunpowder Milkshake. The Gunpowder Milkshake is a film that's going to be directed by, and I am going to absolutely butcher this, Navo... Navut Papuchado. I'm so sorry. What did you call me? That was... That, fuck off. <laughs> that was fucking awful. It stars Karen Gillan, Chloe Coleman, Lena, Head, uh, Lena Headley, Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, Carla... How do you say her name? G- Gugino. 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 Um, and Paul Giamatti. What big Giamatti? How do you say it? Giamatti. Sisterhood of female assassins over the course of a single night fight to stop a circle of violence while coming to the aid of a mother-daughter assassin duo. So in the trailer, Karen Gunn stars as Sam, who is an assassin, um, and she's on like this mission, and uh, she sees that a little girl called Emily is about to be killed. She takes her in as a protege, and then has to kind of fight off a series of assassins. So it's bas- it's basically John Wick two and three, but but Karen Gillan is is Joanne Wick. Mm. Right. Um, well, it was that kind of yeah, it was that kind of film, you know, action. In heavy, terms of the prem- yeah, in terms of yeah, yeah. maybe it looks what, though, a bit more this fun. Looks like a hell- yeah, this was like a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Um, right, it looks I, like all the cast are having a good time as well. Something I found out about the director is uh, he's, he's he's actually a, an Israeli filmmaker, so I don't know if we should cancel him or not. Uh, I don't know what his stance on Israel is right now, but we'll see. Maybe we should maybe we should just not get into it. Yeah, let's not. I just noticed it. Just why I'd say it. Right. Um, um, so it's a, it's a, it this is going like to be released a, on. Looks like an action film that we've kind of seen before, but doesn't look like it's doing anything new or special it just looks fun it does yeah it looks like a hell of a lot of fun without I mean, being look, without being right. mean like <laughs> i made that no, sound I very think, mean i think i think the thing that will draw these people into this film is the action looks great uh and the cast are great really strong cast i think um yeah got... and is karen is great um lena headley's great angela bassett's great you know they, they're all fantastic um, it's going to be released on Netflix as well, which is quite nice. Ooh, don't have to leave my house. Would like to see it in the cinema, but you yeah. know, nah, it's the streaming. It's a streaming film. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the trailer itself, I thought it looked really good. I, yeah. I really like the look of it. Looks looks fine. You don't sound very convinced. It looks fine. Hmm, interesting. Like, I don't have much else to say about it. It looks fine. Like there's nothing. Yeah, no, that's it. it. Was it was a very basic kind of. You kind of knew what to expect when going into the trailer, and now I know what to expect when going into the film as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? Speaking of speaking of Karen Gillan, no. right? Do you know she once starred as Amy Pond in Doctor Who? Obviously, no. I know that because it's it's my life. No. And alongside her uh, was Matt Smith as the Doctor. Um, you know, there was a more obscure reference you could have pulled there. I'm trying to think of. Well, that. look, I've just fucking done it. And I... No, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just, um, I'm just trying to think if there's a more obscure one like now. But anyway, carry on. And speaking of Matt Smith, he is going to be starring in Edgar Wright's new film, The Last Night in Soho, which also stars just, um, the just, late. Is it just Last Night in Soho? Is there or is it the? Oh, sorry. It, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm, I'm genuinely, like, wondering. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's last night, not the last night. Okay. Um, That's Transformers. But it also it also stars the late Diana Rigg, who starred with Matt Smith in the Doctor episode, The Crimson Horror. Yeah. Series 7. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this is, this is Edgar Wright's new film. Uh, it's made by the screenplay... Uh, based on the story by him and Christy Wilson Cairns. Cairns. Um, it's Cairns, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cairns? I think so. Um, I don't want to be correcting you being wrong. This is uh, it's Cairns, yeah. Thomas McKenzie. Say again? It's, Ca- it's Cairns, yeah. Just I was just checking. That's not, don't worry, carry on. Um, but yeah, the premise is Thomas McKenzie stars as Eloise, a young woman with a passion for fashion design and a strange sixth sense. She mysteriously finds herself transported back in time to 1966 London in the body of her idol, a singer named Sandy, played by Anne Taylor-Joy. Um, whilst in Sandy's body, she enters a romantic relationship with Jack, Matt Smith, um, but in the city in the 1960s is not what it appears to be and the past and present seem to fall apart with shady and horrifying consequences um, and it's kind of it's kind of I, I really like the premise of this film and I think the trailer looks 
looks really interesting, especially since it's Edgar Wright's full first like psychological horror film. It's very different from what we've seen from Edgar Wright before, yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how his his directorial style and techniques come across in this film, or if he if he if he takes a whole new stance. Yeah. Um. I re- yeah I really I really enjoyed the premise of this trailer. I think this could this could end up being a really really interesting film. Yeah, it could be. I mean, and it's Edgar Wright. He's not gone too far wrong with any of his films. No, yeah, his films are great. Do you know what I mean? And he's he's a he's a fantastic director. Um. Again, great cast. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see him do horror, but like psychological horror. I mean, you can you know, okay, yes, he. You know, some people say, but you know, Shaun of the Dead is horror, but no, that was a British comedy with horror elements. Yeah, no, that's yeah. It's definitely more comedy than it is than it is a horror itself. But yeah, no, it's it's a different kind of like like Shaun of the Dead is very it's it is you can say it's horror, but it's got Edgar Wright's like comedy style all over it. This doesn't look like it's got its comedy style on it, like at all. Yeah, no, this looks like he's going full, full horror with this film. Yep. Um, which, again, it'll be very interesting to see how he like, implements, for example, like his smash cuts and, and all those kind of things Yeah. Um, I like the, in this um, film. I like, the overall, is re- I like the overall tone and look of the trailer as well. Yeah, it looks beautiful as well. Visually, it looks really... Yes, because visually it looks... You know, you realise you only look at things visually, right? Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks outstanding. I like the yeah the the tone. I find really interesting as well. Um, it's just a, it's a really interesting premise as well. I find. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's released in October by Universal. Woo. Uh, the United States get it on the twenty second, and we get it on the twenty ninth. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. You've ruined it. Thanks, man. Um, should we move on to our final trailer? No. Do you want to introduce this one? No. <laughs> cool. Yeah, let's go to the final trailer, one we've already mentioned. It's Eternals. Yeah, the biggest trailer of the week is we got the Eternals trailer break on Tuesday. The new film by Chloe Zhao. Um, who directs? Um, sorry, I should say Oscar winner Chloe Zhao. Uh, it stars Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kamal Nanjiani, um, Leah McHugh, Brian Tree Henry. It it go it goes on. Kit Harrington, uh, Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, um, Barry Keegan. Keegan. Yep. Yep. Uh, Lauren Ridolph. Um, just make Don Lee, Jill Birmingham, Harish Patel. Oh, Gil, Gil Birmingham's in it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's good. He's um, he's uh, he's he plays um Jeff Bridges' partner in uh Hell or High Water. Is he the dad from Twilight? Gil Birmingham. I don't know. I've not seen Twilight because I have a life. <laughs> um. But yeah, Connor, what do you, what would you, from this trailer, teaser, I should say, actually, teaser, it was very much a teaser. Yeah. 
Uh, we don't really get too much. But what can you sense about the the premise of this film? Um, it looks like a film. Brilliant. No, it looks good. Um, it look vis- it, this more this trailer really shows us more things visually. Shows us the like it doesn't show us much about what we're gonna see at all really. Yeah, like we know we're gonna get this idea of how the Eternals have kind of been around throughout human history, but they've not really interacted much. They've kind of just done their own thing. Yeah, not like not influenced events and stuff like that. Um, but we so we see a little bit of that, and we kind of see them interacting, and we see like we get a, a hit a sense of some of their relationships. A sense, I say, specifically with um Richard Madden and uh, Gemma Chan. Well, that's that's something that's I found quite interesting because obviously, uh, Jimmy Chan plays Cersei, Richard Madden plays Icarus, mm-hmm. and in the comics, because um, in this film you can tell that Icarus and Cersei are uh, lovers and they're they're together, but in the comics, Cer- Cersei is actually, Knight, yeah, yeah Dane Whitman, Kit Harrington, in the film. Yes, so I wonder if they're going to do triangle, like a <laughs> love triangle. Yeah, of course. What did you think about the trailer itself, though? I didn't. It's a teaser trailer. Like, like... It's just a teaser trailer. Like, yeah. There's not much else you can say about it. Like, it's a teaser trailer. It's just showing us like a little bit of the the tone, and just showing us what the film's going to look like. And you can definitely see that it's. It's. I think it looks like the least like a Marvel movie. Like. It still has like that same kind of color scheme that a lot of the Marvel movies have, but in terms of the way it's shot, you can definitely see it's got Chloe Zhao's fingerprints on it. There's a distinction, yeah, for sure. It definitely feels like a new direction for for the MCU. Yeah, which hopefully the film will be. Hopefully, it's. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be good. I'm sure of it. No, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just completely lost lost my train of thought yeah so the, the premise the premise officially says after an unexpected tragedy following the events of avengers endgame the eternals an immortal alien race created by the celestials who have who have secretly lived on earth for over seven thousand years reunite to protect humanity from their evil counterparts the deviants yeah and obviously that's another thing as well you know technically thanos is a, a deviant dev- yeah um, and I've seen a lot of people, you know, I've seen a lot of people go, well, why didn't they help an Avengers Endgame? And I mean, you could say the real reason is that they weren't cast yet. Yeah. But obviously, it'll be interesting to see how the film handles it in film. Like, maybe in, in it, they're just like, oh, you know, they've, they've got it they've got it handled. But then you could think about, like, were they affected by the snap as well? Like, are we going to see that? Well, yeah, exactly. Did they? Did something happen to cause them to break up? Because obviously the premise says they have to reunite. Um, yeah. Yes, I mean, surely half of them must have, must. Have. But then, if half of them disappeared, that surely would have made them want to help more. Yeah, but maybe they, maybe they can't. You know, I think they, I think they say in the trailer. I can't remember, but it might be saying because, but they can't interfere with the events of human history. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll find out. Like, there's there. To be honest, we we don't know a lot because they don't want us to know a lot right now. Yeah, they're they obviously they're keeping things close to their chest. Yeah, like we'll I didn't realise that. Um, I didn't realise that the score is going to be Ramin Jawadi yeah. from Game of Thrones. He does absolutely 
outstanding. He does some good work. Scores. Yeah. He's got like it's more um, that he's yeah, got some one... good. He's got some good themes in and around like his scores. Like I like parts of like the Iron Man soundtrack, the uh, Pacific Rim soundtrack. Obviously, Game of Thrones has a lot of like has like an iconic theme and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw a lot of people as well saying they were surprised how the trailer doesn't reference Chloe Zhao. Mm. Oh, does it not? Oh, it doesn't, does it? Does no, it doesn't say, you know... No, no, from Chloe there's Zhao, not one no. bit that says well, it doesn't have directed to. by Chloe Zhao or Oscar winner Chloe Zhao. I don't think it like necessarily that. has to do that. Like, and I, I, Sometimes I appreciate that because it's like they're not then trying to advertise the film based on the merits of the filmmaker's previous work. It's based on the film alone. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like you, maybe you can say that. Have make that I argument am, for I, it, I, but if you, if you, I think I know the answer to this. But is out of the three Marvel films this year, Black Widow, Shang Chi, and Eternals, is this is this your most anticipated? I think it is. Like, I think Eternals is because of how different it's going to be. Shang Chi's up there because of the character it is. Like, oh, there. Wait a minute. There is four films this year. I said three earlier, didn't I? Spider Man's later this year. I forgot about that. Oh, so shit, Spider Man. Um, but of course, for me, like, no, of yeah, course, yeah. I mean, my obvious. I have an obvious answer every time someone asks me what my, what Marvel film my most excited for. My answer is the next one. It's always the next one. Like, really, because. I have to see that. I'm going to see that before yeah. I see the others anyway. So it's like, so yeah, the next one. But in ter- if I had to choose out of these four, I don't, I think I'd say Eternals because it's also the most different one we're going to get. Like, I want to see Shang-Chi because I want to see good martial arts in a Marvel thing. Iron Fist didn't, okay. didn't scratch that itch at all. But yeah, no, Eternals for sure. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be the most distinctive and, and, and different one we're going to have for, for since... I feel like probably since Doctor Strange. Yeah, is yours is yours Spider Man? Yeah, mine's mine's Spider Man. It's funny, straight cause... up. But then I, Eternals will be second for me. But Spider Man, um, I'm fully on board the hype train for Spider Man at the nah, moment. I'm Spider Man's actually the one I'm least excited for. Really? Yeah, just because I feel like I'm 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 worried it's going to end up not being great. I'm worried that they're going to flood it with stuff and it's going to be a bit messy. I'm just I'm I'm apprehensive about that film. That's that's all it is. Yeah. But you know, no, yeah, I can see that. There's I... still excitement because it's Spider-Man, but like I'm I just yeah I don't know. I'm not sure what to think about it yet. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we get a trailer soon so we can get more of a kind of yeah feel for the film and what it's going to be. Yep. Um. But yeah, Eternals is released. On November fifth, twenty twenty one. So just a couple of months away. Um, I want it but I now. see it for traders. I know, buddy. No, I know. Black we'll Widow it. first. Can't wait. We got Black Widow. Then we got Shang Chi. And we got Eternals. And then we got Spider Man. And then we got more. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, those were the traders for this week. We didn't, you know, there were other traders like we mentioned. You know, Infinite was released, and I know M Night Shyamalan's new trader was released. But these were the ones that the interested us the most really yeah i don't Um, really watch trailers much anymore to be fair like i prefer to go into film that's fine (laughs) yeah no i know something i mean i yeah well that's fair i prefer to go into films blind or if i read reviews first you know that's that's the that's usually it like i won't I, i typically don't go into a film 
after I don't I try not to watch all the trailers now. Sometimes you you do because it's like the for the big Marvel stuff and all that. You just yeah. end up doing it anyway, but yeah. Um But after, other than that, that's that's all that stuff. Uh we'll quickly talk about the bad batch, shall we? Let's do it. So, um you know, a couple of weeks ago we recapped episodes 1 and 2. Yep. Um and we said we said in a couple of weeks we would recap next kind of couple of episodes. Yep. Um, so we're going to quickly talk a bit about episodes three to five. Yep. Um, I don't. We need, I don't think we need to talk about them too much. Just you know. No, just general thoughts and feelings. I think. Yeah. Because um, I don't remember what episode three was. <laughs> episode three is where they're stuck on the desolate moon. Um, um I think it's, I'm just trying to get the the name of the episode. Replacements. Yeah. So you've got episode three, replacements. You've got episode four, uh, cornered, episode and then you've got rampage. Episode five, rampage. Based on the Dwayne Johnson film of the same name. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So in replacements, uh, they're stranded on uh, a moon after their ship was damaged, and they need uh, they they have a part. They try to prepare it, but some some creature steals their part, so they all go and they go and they go and find it. Pretty much, yeah. And then you get the scene of of crosshair. Oh yeah, that was uh, actually that's actually the, I actually really liked that. That was the best part of that episode, to be fair. Yeah, it's a fucking dark scene as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the, um, it's, um, we'll we'll actually tell you what the scene is. <laughs> uh, well, if you oh so yeah, we I mean spoilers for this show as well. Yeah, we're not going to non-spoiler this. Yeah, you know, this is a this is a this is a recap. We, get, so. um, we see Crosshairs in his new position with the Empire leading a little a little unit of uh, special new stormtroopers. No, no, special conscripted soldiers because it's like that's what the Empire is going to start doing. They get they want to get rid of clones, but Crosshairs is still leading them. Um, they go to wipe out Saw Gerrera's camp. He's already gone, uh, and. They then go to kill the rest of the people. One one of the soldiers is like, "Nah, I don't want to do this." Across there, just kills him. Yep. And yeah. And then they kill the rest of the the camp. Yeah, and they kill all the the the, the little the little normal people, the the civilians otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. Yeah. And then up, is man. that then they go back to the um like Camino thing and like they've changed their bad batch room into just like some normal living quarters now. Pretty much, yeah. And you see Crosshairs, he's a bit like, hmm, this is different. Yeah, that's the last you see of him. Yeah, we haven't seen him these since. three episodes. Because in the next episode... Um, I mean, if they've got anything more to say about that episode. No, no, go straight for it, mate. Okay, in the next episode... Is an, uh, it's an episode. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, what actually happens in that episode? Oh, that's when they're they're on some planet. What are they going there for? With, oh, uh, to get supplies. Fennec. Fennec. Yes, yeah, the, the episode where Fennec Shan shows up, uh, voiced by Ming Na Wen. Yep. Uh, they go to do some, yeah, to modify their ship signature because you know it's it's on the Empire's wanted list. Yeah, and then they thought, you know, while we're here, we'll get some supplies. The one thing I'm getting from this series, quickly, right, yeah. is yeah. Omega <clears throat> is smart, but she's also a dumbass. Well, she's smart, but she's a child. She has that sense of wonder because she's not seen any of the universe. Like, yeah, I get, yeah, I mean, I know you're right, but, but... she's no, she's very intelligent and resource, she's like resourceful. Like, she she knows how to. She's confident, 
I think she's a, like a, yeah. a, a decent character. I just it does feel like it, especially with these first few episodes. Uh, not so much in the most recent episode, but um, in the first few ones, it feels like it's very much Omega's getting into trouble and the others have got to help her. Except for it in the second episode, uh, second episode, third episode, sorry, in replacements where she actually kind of does it herself. Yeah. So she shows she's very capable. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is interesting. But anyway, in this episode, yeah, for some reason, Fennec Shand is after her. We don't know why. Uh, we don't know who's hired her. Absolutely no idea, yeah. Um, which I think is it's an interesting little uh, thing. Because it's get, it get, does get you questioning, like, who's hired a bounty hunter to find Omega after she's just left Kamino for the first time? Like, no one on Kamino would hire a bounty hunter to go and find her. Yeah, I do wonder who's... And they all know she's with the Bad Batch, so who's hi- who's done it? And uh, A part of me was like, is it is it Boba Fett? But like, nah, because I don't think Fennec Shand would be working for Boba Fett now. Or with him? No, yeah, because he... He's young, but he's still... He, at this point, Boba Fett is actually making a name for himself as a bounty hunter, as we see in Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, he's actually quite a competent bounty hunter at this point. I mean, maybe it's Boba Fett, then. As a kid. That's so weird. Like, if it is, like, Fennec Shan's just like, I knew you when you were a kid, and now you're not. <laughs> maybe it's, look... it's Rex. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought of something. Maybe, maybe it's Rex. Could be. That'd be interesting, but... I just thought about something for um, if it was Boba Fett and Fennec Shand knows him at this point Fennec Shand is probably older than what Boba Fett is but in the in in uh, Mandalorian Boba Fett clearly looks older than Fennec Shand there but I guess that's just because Ming-Na Wen just looks so young <laughs> yeah for sure despite being yeah. in her mid 50s or something yeah she looks good to be fair she's incredible for her age <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, that episode then, has the uh, yeah the Omega's been kidnapped and then she's running away from Fennec Shan for a bit and <laughs> we're not doing them justice with these little recaps. But yeah, it's fine. It wasn't anything special, but it adds a layer of mystery to the series. Yeah, like who who is after her? after Omega and who's hired Fennec Shan because it's clear she's going to show up again at some point we know Rex is going to show up at some point yeah I think Fennec Shan's going to be a recurring role at some point <laughs> yeah um, but yeah that's that they leave and the then, planet and then there's another episode episode 5 is just a very simple they get hired by a mercenary well, they in go... exchange for information no they get hired as mercenaries <laughs> sorry no they um, get hired as mercenaries but, in exchange but... for information but they they go to the planet because uh, Echo knows of a an inf- uh, an informant that used to help the Jedi. Yeah. Um. They find the informant and the they that the informant's like, I'll help you out, but you got to do me a do me a solid. Um. And they're like, Yeah, fine, whatever. And obviously that means they're getting they're they're like, I feel like they might become mercenaries a little bit further into the series, maybe. Like more, yeah. That's we'll that's, more that's that. definitely where it's going. Which yeah. I actually like that. I I think I would enjoy that. Um, yeah, so would I. That's definitely where they're kind of. That's that's for sure where they're yeah. they're taking these characters. Um, and they need to go and retrieve something. We don't know what. Just something called Moochie. They think it's a child. 
Yep, because it's described as like a child, like oh, it's a young because they they think it's they're acting like it's a young thing, and then it turns out that I mean they've got there's some slavers that I think they showed up in um, Clone Wars at some point with the when Anakin goes mad at some slavers. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, they go and then they find out that it's not it's not a person, but it's a creature, and that creature. <laughs> Which we find out at the end of the episode isn't just a baby rancor; it's the one from Jabba's palace. Yeah, it's the Return of the Jedi one, right? Yeah, it's his, it's his rancor from the one that we're like, Fucking oh wow, this love it. They're all being really nice to this rancor, and it's like, oh, it's kind of cute. And then it's like, yeah, but well, we know a door's gonna get dropped on it by Luke Skywalker. It's gonna die. We know. We see it. It's, yeah, die it's, it's, on it's gonna screen. get fucked up. We see it die on screen. Why it didn't need to be that? I don't. I see people be like, I love that they do these little references. Like, I don't. It feels so forced. And now I just feel bad for knowing the Rancor dies. I mean, that guy cries when it dies, so... Yeah, he fully, but, fully gets upset, doesn't he? But we get Bib Fortuna showing up and being like... Wuta, wuta. No, that's, that's Greedo. <laughs> that's Bib Fortuna. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, he shows up and he's like, yeah, let's take this thing back. Uh, to Jabba, um, and it's funny because we've seen we, we, and it's so sad because we've also seen Bib Fortuna's death on screen in The Mandalorian. Fucking hell, yeah, we have. <laughs> Even though he was on Jabba's sail barge, I don't know how he escaped. He flew. He used his big long tentacle ears and flew. Tentacle ears, not ears. He has ears. It's just part of his head. He? Oh. That's weird. It's because he's an alien. Um, but then. So what? What are your? Sorry, Karen. Uh, but then they they do the job, and she's like, "I'll give you more jobs in future." And they're like, mm, "Maybe we'll see." She's like, "I can keep a secret," and then the episode ends. Yeah, I feel like she might be good at secrets because she worked for the Jedi. I don't think she's going to suddenly turn them in just because she, they're worth something. Oh, for sure. Then she might. She's played by um. I just had the name up. Uh, Rhea Perlman. Oh really? Yeah. That's um Danny DeVito's wife. Yeah, well they're separated now. Oh yeah, but... they are. Um so what are your feels about this series in these next three episodes? Um it's fine. I think I'm not, yeah, I like five, it, but I, I wanted think to actually Episode five was stronger than episodes two to four. Uh, and the first episode was still uh, the best so far. Yeah, episode episode. I got, I, I'm enjoying it. I got a little bored in episode three and four. Episode five was the episode where I was like, oh, okay, no, this is, this is quite an interesting. This is the most, uh, this that change, sitting episodes. Like I was like, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I want it to start going somewhere. I feel like it's not going anywhere yet. Yeah. Um. um it will. No, of course. And I know that obviously it's a 16 episode series, so it's going to take its time, but I think it's. And it's definitely going to have more I, than one I, series. Yeah, I just want it, I want it to start going somewhere now. You know, we've, we've got the, we've got the setup, we've had the premise, we know the characters. You know, this episode was interesting because it's alright, they got given a mission and they had to, they had to go for it. And that's why I think episode five, out of episodes two to five, was, was my favourite. The most, not, the strongest episode by far is the first one. Yeah. I feel like we're not getting um, a lot of what they can actually do. Like we're just seeing them just kind of 
walk around and run through places. Like they're not actually doing a lot of what we know the Bad Batch are capable of. Yeah, it seems like so far it's been a lot of it... right. We need to we need to go somewhere. Right, you're gonna Tech's gonna fix the ship. Wrecker's gonna go and try and fight so I can get and then hit his head and fall over. Hunter's just gonna be the brooding one. Well, that's that's... So, so that's also another thing um, about Wrecker then as well. He's obviously got a recurring head thing going on as well. Yeah, actually, so something... I think I think if any of them die, it'll be Wrecker. I don't think they'll kill Wrecker off. He's too likeable i do like him i feel like this kind of show this kind of series the only death that would happen if there is going to be a death it would be crosshairs yeah like i don't know i don't i think it'd be surprising if wrecker died i think the head thing is probably going to be something to do with like inhibitor jib and stuff like that yeah maybe he'll turn at some point just for a brief episode and it's like it's always that kind of thing it's like oh no the big guy turned you know yeah um that does feel like a trope, actually. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, you know it is enjoyable, and and, and I, you I, know, I do like it, but I do want it to go somewhere now. I know you've obviously not been watching it week to week, like like I have, but I feel like yeah, it is a nice little show to have week to week, like twenty five minute episodes, one every week, pretty much. I think that's all right to have. I don't mind that, like getting up on a Friday watching that. And that's yeah, know. no, the episode the episode lengths are quite nice and all that kind. Of, the thing is for me was. I was watching episode three, and I I just kind of I I wasn't bothered if I finished it there and then or not, and I I had to do something halfway through, so I paused it, and then I just never went back to it until today, and it didn't it didn't bother me, and I think that's that's my biggest that's that's why I wanted to go, and then when I if it was episode five for example, I would have finished it that day because I was genuinely interested in where that episode was going to go. It just felt it felt like episodes three and four and maybe even two were, were quite similar in certain aspects yeah no yeah um, it none, none of them really felt like they were progressing the plot until like episode four yeah exactly uh, yeah i agree with that like nothing happened in episode three that really progressed the plot apart from that was when we saw the stuff with crosshairs but then we haven't seen that since so yeah but... Yeah, and again, it does. You know, I want to see them actually, because you know, like I said, you you episodes two to four, you'll be like, right, you know, Tech will work on the ship, and and Record will do this, and Hunter will do this. But then you you only see Hunter and Omega. You don't see too much of Tech's abilities and and Echo's abilities. It, it like you said, I want to see more of them actually doing their thing and taking the lead. You haven't seen the uh, Clone Wars parts that they show up in, have you? No, not yet. No, like that. They're that's really that they're really good episodes. Like the Bad Batcher, they are really like like when you see them in the first episode, what they do there. It's like that's what the Bad Batcher are, and it feels like it's taken that element out of the show. Which yeah, is probably the element people care about the most is actually seeing them do their stuff. But there's gonna be more stuff. Like there's gonna be so much more at some point. <laughs> yeah, I want I want more in the in the vein of episode fives. I want more them actually. You know, they've yeah. got they've got a bit of an objective now. They need to find out who she's working for. They need money. They need food. Put them on more missions and sprinkling information for them to help progress the story. Yeah. Don't just trap them on a desolate moon and they have to try and fix the ship I think again. It, it suffers. I'm going to compare it to Clone Wars and Rebels for a second. Rebels, even in its off episodes, something always felt like it was happening because it wasn't so much about the action and that it was about that unit of characters. 
Yeah. Um, Clone Wars was obviously an anthology series, so every episode was doing something. Like, yeah, a lot of episodes were single episodes that told a confined like mission or story. Um, and this show is kind of suffering by trying to be both. I think. Yeah, it needs to focus on, like, being its own thing. Clone Wars wouldn't. I don't think Clone Wars would have worked as well as it did if it had been made as in a oh it's all in chronological order kind of thing like following one story the fact that it was starting all over the place is what made it work i know this can't do that because it is about one group of characters but i don't know i don't think the group of characters at the moment are interesting enough to make it for it to be entertaining like they don't their interactions are always kind of the same yeah there's nothing there's nothing new like for example say if say if Say if one had died in episode five, right? Mm. Or even in next week's episode, it would shock me, and I'd be like, "Oh shit!" But then I wouldn't necessarily care as much because I don't really know those these characters enough yet. Yeah. Even though we've spent five episodes with them, they all feel very one note. Yeah, I want to see more sides to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, I want to see their views because like, in episode one, when it all happened with Order sixty six, you got to start seeing little bits of their views on Order sixty six and how that's making them feel and them questioning the empire but then yeah. it got to episode two and it's just oh we're on the run now let's not even think about that i want to see them you know question the empire more and question their the choices they've made and all this kind of, i want to see that side to it yeah no of course um it sounds like we're you know we're not we, no we, we're not we, i we like i like the show i mean i do like we both love star wars as well that's why oh, yeah. we're quiet we want this to be great yeah of course um, and I was, I'm still going to stick with it it's not like but it's also like I didn't like season 2 of Mandalorian that much I still enjoyed it because it was still Star Wars you know <laughs> like exactly and we're going to stick with it you know we'll we'll do we'll probably do episodes 6 to 9 yeah maybe we'll, maybe we'll see what like happens in the episodes and if anything big kind of happens then that's worth talking about but otherwise we might yeah. just build them up again watch a few and then talk about them yeah, exactly. If it's you know, say for example, we watch next week's one and it's massive and something major happens, we will talk about it. But like Connor said, if it's if it's more of a, we can we can get a couple of batches in and and then do it that way. We'll do it. We'll do it like that. Get a couple of uh, bad um, batches in. A couple of bad ba- bad batch. Because um, the show's called Bad Batch. I got it, buddy. That's why I did a for you. Yeah, cool. But, um, and you know we are we're gonna we are gonna talk about more Star Wars stuff as well. You know we want to do the the topic that Rob sent in that we uh, did, did about the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And I think we do want to do like the prequels and yeah. and the sequels as well and the originals. So maybe we'll do them in order. Maybe we'll <laughs> talk about the prequels, the prequels and, then... and then the sequels. <laughs> we want to do the sequels. That's gonna be such a hard time. Um, <laughs> I think I think maybe start with the prequels, the originals, and then when it comes to sequels, we'll do we'll do uh, Rob's topic. Yeah, well, well, we'll address that question in that definitely because yeah, it will have yeah. to. <laughs> I just, I still, I just need. I haven't had a chance to watch the sequels this week, so that's why I think we'll start with the prequels because I don't have to rewatch. You know, I could talk about them off the back of my hand. Yeah, but... I need to rewatch them. I need to rewatch the originals properly. Like, not the, not all of them. Like, I just six really. I haven't seen Return of the Jedi for a while. I've recently rewatched them with with uh, the commentary from the podcast we list, we yeah. we like to listen to, but I need to watch them without anything like that and just sit down and watch them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we will do we will do the prequels very soon. I think. Yep. Um. But you've got anything else to say about Bad Batch? 
no, I just hope it, you know, picks up a bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really want it to start picking up now. I really hope so, because I did really enjoy it. Because I watched episodes three, four, and five today back to back. Yeah. Um, and episode episode five was one I was like, yeah, I'm really enjoying this, and this is a really cool concept, and seeing Omega get to do more than just run off and get captured yeah. in some way or get in trouble like this was she had to take initiative and and help them yeah well, let me get out of the situation to say um, when i watched episode four it got to the point where a little bit later in the day i went did i watch bad batch today <laughs> like after i'd already watched oh. it like it got to that point like did i watch it i think it also might be because i did watch it as soon as i woke up kind of like <laughs> yeah for sure but yeah um but yeah that's um that's our topics for today what we're talking about. Yeah, so like I said, we've spoken quite. A bit. We've done news, we've done trailers, we've done, we've done. Yeah, we actually did. Bad batch. We did it, Harry. We did it. Look at us. So proud of us. Special people. <laughs> Special people. Um, but we're not. We're not. The, the episode's not over just yet. Don't fret. Don't panic. Uh, we've got just a. We've got an one more little segment oh, to we? go. Yeah. And do you know what that is? No. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Tell me. Connor. Yeah. What would you recommend this week? Oh, okay. That's uh, well, nothing because I didn't. You know what? I didn't like anything. Oh, I, I really want to. Some... <laughs> we should put some music under that. It's oh. just be like Connor. What would you recommend? You realize I just want to say. I just want to tell you. Do you know how hard it is to find music for such short little bits? Like it isn't easy. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why it's a challenge. Yeah, and I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's nice to think you would. Let's let's just get on with it. Last Sunday, I I went and watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Very good film. Oh, nice. How was that? Really good film. It's really good. Um, it was kind of hard to. <laughs> um, Daniel Kaluuya is fantastic as Fred Hampton. It's sometimes a little hard to understand him. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, he's because he does he's he, brilliant performance. But like, yeah, sometimes the way he speaks is kind of like, what do you say? I kind of pick up on it, you know. It's not like it didn't take me out of the film. Um, but there's a sequence in the film that I, I uh, that has been kind of burned into my head since it happened, and it's the it's like it's after Fred Hampton's released for because obviously it's based on uh, real events. Um, yeah, it's after Fred Hampton's released from prison, and he gives like this kind of rally talk thing, um, and there's uh, he like repeats the line i am a revolutionary and just the way he says it is like ingrained in my head right now yeah like, it's phenomenal performance from uh daniel clear and worth oh, you know nice. worthy worthy of the oscar he won so yeah i've heard the yeah like you said he does i've heard he does an amazing performance like lakeith stanfield gives a very strong performance but daniel clear is that film yeah like yeah he's I don't get why he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor when... I get that they're both kind of the main character, but yeah. He was a fantastic performance. Oh, good. Um, then, <laughs> at some point in the week, I decided to watch Wayne's World. <laughs> How is that? It's fine. It, it's like it's almost trying to be Bill and Ted. Oh, really? Yeah, but uh, it's got some funny like little moments in it that I, I liked, and uh, there's a lot of... Uh, Mike Myers talking to the camera. Yeah, there's a commercial bit as well. Like he's talking to someone about selling out. He's like, I don't want to sell out. And uh, in that sequence, he's just like eating Doritos, drinking Pepsi. 
just it's just full of commercials. Like he's but he's doing them in commercial ways. Yeah. Like he's saying like he's drinking Pepsi and then saying a comment about it being refreshing or something like that, or like the drink of the future. Like <laughs> that's it. the only bit in the film I was like, oh, that's actually really good. Um, but, uh, and then I decided to watch uh, the epic Vin Diesel movie Blood's Hot. I mean Bloodshot. Oh mate, why? <laughs> Because I wanted to give it a go. I thought, fuck it, why not? And did you... Are you happy you gave it a go? Oh, it's a bad film. <laughs> Awful, isn't it? So bad. <laughs> but I um, I didn't mind it, but it's bad. No, like, it it didn't get a high rating from me. Um, yeah, it's, it's not Would great. you have given it a smoking microphone? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> good boy. But, um... I think Vin Diesel's got a good performance in there somewhere, like somewhere rooted in it. It was just the plot was just too. I, it was boring. I think he shows some range, but yeah, it was just boring. It was like it was almost like the entire. It was. It's all set up, right? Like the whole film is. It's all. Is it's the whole film is a setup, and then it ends. Like a setup action sequence done and I, I don't mind some of the films I've seen Isa Gonzalez in but she's such a she always plays boring characters mm. apart from in Baby Driver I actually like her character and she's a fantastic Driver. actress as well so it's I sad to not see her to be fair Baby Driver Godzilla vs Kong Bloodshot she's not good in Godzilla vs Kong though. no she's, yeah, no, she's like, her she's character's so forgettable you take her out of the plot she doesn't add it could have been anyone in that position yeah. Oh, and she's an Alita Battle Angel, but I don't remember her in that, so that tells you about that. <laughs> oh, and she's in Hobbs versus Hobbs and Hobbs versus Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't remember her in that, so that tells you about that. <laughs> We've seen her in quite a lot, but we can't remember her in the film. Yeah, she doesn't play enough standout characters, but I think like she could. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's not a good actress. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But no, the film. Yeah, it's weird, and it's fucking. What's his name? I was about to call him Audric Killian, but it's um. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. Playing Aldrich Killian again, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Before he became a suave man, basically. Before he became suave. Uh, yeah, it's forgettable. Very forgettable. Maybe a sequel will be better, because I know they're still making one. Yeah, they'll make another one. Um, but yeah, that's. I don't watch any other series. I've been still watching Simpsons here and there. Oh, nice. I'm on season 30 now, so I'm one away from all the seasons they have on Disney Plus at the moment. Fucking hell. Yeah, it took me over a year though, I'm not proud of that. It should have taken me a short time. <laughs> Come on, it's only like 750 episodes or whatever it is now. Yeah, no, you should have flown through that. <laughs> I flew through the first few seasons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, season 30. Took me over a year. Well, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, I've not really, I've not really, I've not really watched a lot or read a lot this week. It, my my week's been quite a, quite a blur. I've been doing a bit of planning for for, you know, I, I say the episode episode that my my blog of the review lab is um, on indefinite hiatus at the moment, and I've I've been planning, you know, posts I want to do for that, and I I I know, the post that we're going to come back with. Um, for I'm going to the post, Doctor Who. Not do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going. We're going. Me and my girlfriend are going to Doctor Who Time Fracture. She booked me tickets for my birthday. Um, 
in uh, when this comes out, it will be in a week and a week and a half, two weeks, um, and that's going to be my first post back, and I'm going to plan to do that for like midway June, towards the end of June. I'm not going to rush it, mm. um, so I've been doing a bit of planning for that, and you know, putting down ideas for for this podcast as well, which I'm uh, you know is is I want this to take more of my time. Yeah. Um. I've been. I've actually been watching a lot of Mock the Week. Oh, really? Weirdly. Yeah. I. I got the Too Hot for TV. Uh, DVDs one to three collection off eBay for like three quid. Mm. Um. And I've just been watching that in the background. Weirdly. There's I don't. Loads of I don't know. On Netflix, aren't they? No, it's only like seasons like seventeen to eight. Oh, okay. I <laughs> to they used to have loads of them on there. I know that. But um, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of that. Um, for for just in the background, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've not actually. I've not actually sat and watched anything that I that I need that I would recommend currently. Like we watched Taskmaster last night. Actually, the new series that was really good. Um. I think I'm going to watch the Friends reunion at some point, mm-hmm. just because, just because, I'm not the biggest fan of Friends, but I did, I did watch a lot of it growing up, so, um, I, I should really watch that. But yeah, I, my my week's been more planning and, um, planning for the future for for with you for this and for, for my blog and yeah. um, just kind of. Just kind of, it's been, it's been long working days this week, so I've kind of been going home and crashing out. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll watch some stuff this week that I can actually recommend for you all next week. Mm. Uh, yep. <laughs> what was you gonna say? No, nothing actually. I got distracted by something, but yeah. <laughs> Fair play. But um, <clears throat> no, that brings us to the end of our end of our podcast. No listener question this week. Nope. Um, but uh, we'll shame on you, listeners. More. Shame on you. Um, but we'll hopefully have some more for you soon. We've got, like I said, look, we've got a couple of things that that we've been starting to plan and starting to 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 get some stuff together, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Um, one that we're actually we think we're going to start after recording this podcast, which is quite cool. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. Well, I'm not going to tell them anything else. That's that's literally the that's the little that's the little hint. That's a little tease. Well, I'm not happy about it. Well, fuck you. Mm-hmm. No, I'm joking. You can say oh, this out. Wow. Right? <laughs> so, five years to the day uh, since I don't know if it was the day I went, but since I uh, posted on Facebook the pictures of me meeting those uh, having those photo ops at MCM. Really? Was that five years ago? Yeah, 2016, mate. Fucking hell! Uh, for those that don't know, I did the I did the photo op, so I paid for this. I don't. I wish I didn't, but you know, something I did. I've got it. I paid to meet three of the cast members of uh, Agents of Shield and Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> which is the funniest one. Never have photos <laughs> taken when you're ang- when you're feeling anxious, though, because you look awful on them. Yeah, I feel that. But yeah, me next to Jesse that. Eisenberg is weird. Uh, um, my my uh, Snapchat memory highlight is just me at, uh, at uni. 
<laughs> it's like, I don't want to be reminded of that. Fucking hell. But, um, yeah, of course. Uh, the cast members I met with uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. were um, Nick Blood, who played... Um, what was his name? Hunter, right? Hunter, so like yeah. yeah. Uh, I met uh, Luke Mitchell, who played Lincoln in the first three seasons? No, yeah. not the, he wasn't in the first season. So two and three. I think he died in season three. Um, and I also met Elizabeth Henstridge, who played Gemma Simmons in all, every season of the show. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. Love her. Um, um, yeah, which was an experience. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, something I want to quickly shout out. I shouted this out a couple of weeks ago, but I quite like to shout out again because it's starting to to gain more traction, as it deserves. Is um, as you know, my girlfriend is uh, starting up a little side business called Bubbles Bakes. Um, she has an Instagram and a Facebook, just at Bubbles Bakes, and she did her first um. Uh, first official like order and sale yesterday cool. um and it, i was really proud of her and it it, it came it, it looked absolutely fucking outstanding and it's on a it's on her facebook and instagram pages now so you can go check that out i just want to i know she listens to our podcast uh every time i go back to work she listens to the latest episode to hear our to hear our bants and uh just thought i'd throw this in as a little well done babe you did an absolutely amazing job um, yeah, just wanted to quickly throw that in there. A little bit of a mushy thing from me, but you know what? But fuck you, fuck you if you don't like it. Anyone that's listening, no, I'm joking. I love you all. <laughs> um, but is um, that's it, isn't it? Really? That's pretty much. It's pretty much us, isn't it? That's pretty much done. Pretty much, yeah. We were, just... I think we, I think we were worried this was going to be short, but it's been nearly. An hour and forty-five, an hour and forty-five minutes as of this second. <laughs> Look at that. We always, yeah. Well, I, I always worry that we're gonna not have a lot to talk about, and then we end up properly just going for it. Yep. Um, but you know what? I feel like I feel like what the listeners really need before they go is to know where they can find you. Well, where can they find the podcast? Is more important. Like, as well, in, I was, was going to say, find. Well, I was going to say, do ask for. Do you want to do the nah, podcast, do the podcast first ones first? Because they're more important. Okay. Well, uh, you can find us at Facebook at uh, Rockspock and Two Smoking Microphones. You can find us on Twitter at um, we... Two Smoking Mics. Just yeah. Two Smoking Mics on Twitter. Mics. We are uh, also M I C S, not M I K E. <laughs> yep. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, two smoking, uh, two smoking microphones, mm-hmm. um, and then you can also find, uh, you can also contact us via an email that we now have, which is quite exciting. Um, I'm just trying to get the actual email address up. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, Isn't it just two smoking microphones pod? It's or... two smoking. It's either two smoking microphones pod or two smoking mics pod. I always get confused, so I just want to make sure I don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Um, please bear with me. Yeah, so you can find us. You can contact us on email at the two smoking microphones pod at gmail dot com. Um, so you know what, sending sending questions, sending your thoughts, and it you know it could be about anything. It could be about the podcast itself. It could be a question in regards to uh, something you would like us to talk about. Um, send it in. We love to hear from you. Yeah. And you know, follow us at follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
you know, we are on there all the time. You can have a chat with us if you like. Um, yeah, it will be really good to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Followed by silence. Yeah. We, we, Followed. What next? Well, do you want to do you want to tell them where you are as well? Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ConnorJordan underscore ninety six. Um, I'm active there in terms of podcast stuff. So yeah, yeah. And you can find me at the Doc eighty one or um at the Review Lab on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but follow our actual two smoker microphones. Uh, social media accounts. Again, in case you need them, Rock Spock and Two Smoking Microphones on Facebook, uh, Two Smoking Mics on in, uh, on Face, on Twitter, fucking hell, uh, Two Smoking Microphones on Instagram, and Two Smoking Microphones Pod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Yep. Which is pretty sweet. Um, yep. But look, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week with another topic that we will decide during the week yeah. and you can find out when you listen yeah well no you can find you can find out when you listen to our to our ad our ad that we'll post on the Sunday before oh yeah of course the little we little cheeky that. ad we like to do we do <laughs> uh, have you got anything to say to the listeners before we sign off no wow <laughs> <laughs> you've they've had your time they don't deserve anymore yep Exactly. Thank you for listening. Fucking hell. Thank you for listening. Uh, Stay safe.